John chapter 11 tells the story of the raising of Lazarus. Then when you get to John chapter 12, it tells of the hubbub uh, that uh, followed. Uh, there were people who uh, came and, and looking for Jesus, not just to see Jesus, but also because uh, they wanted to see Lazarus, who Jesus had raised from the dead. And the Bible tells us as they were coming into that feast that uh, what, what happened there that day is that uh, Jesus, uh, some of the people also laid down palm branches and were shouting, Hosanna, you know that story. And then when we get to verse 17 of John chapter 12, John chapter 12, verse 17, it says, So the people who were with him, when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised from the dead, continued to testify about him, for this reason also the people went and met him, because they heard that he had performed this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are not doing any good. Look, the whole world has gone after him. Verse 20. Now there were some Greeks among those who were going up to worship at the feast. You see what this is. First it was the Jews who were following Jesus, the Jews who were interested in Jesus, the Jews who saw what Jesus did, the Jews who saw how Jesus raised Lazarus. Then there were some Greeks among those who were going up to worship at the feast. These came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and began to ask him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip came and told Jesus, and Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I want to key in on verse 21, and this question of the Greeks or this request of the Greeks as they came looking for Jesus, and they said, Sirs, we wish to see Jesus. Why? What did that mean? And, and how was it? that Jesus saw that this was a turning point in his ministry. What I hope to show you is that when you begin to ask the same question and you have this same desire, it is a turning point of the mission and ministry of Jesus in your life. The title of my message tonight is, Where is Jesus? Perhaps you've been asking that question in your own heart. These men were seeking Jesus. Now, we're not told why, but I think it's easy to determine. For the most part, they were outsiders to the Lord's activity. They could see him well enough. He walked among them, but they were asking more than that. And the same is true here in this church. You have all the facts about Jesus. I, in my in my office, I have a whole library of books about Jesus. I can find out whatever I want to find out in terms of facts and history. But I find in my life, in my own life, that I need more than facts. It's not enough to know facts about Jesus. I need him. I need to see him in my own life. I need to encounter him in my own circumstances. It's the same with many of you who are listening tonight. You, you need to be asking this same question. We would see Jesus. Where is Jesus? Where can we find him? 
How can we meet him? How can we experience his work and his power in uh, the particular area of need that exists in our lives? That's the question that we need to be asking. I would say to you, this week has been a whirlwind week for us all. We, we've seen sickness and sadness sweep across the a community and across the pages of our lives. Sadness and sorrow hang over our community. And because of it, a lot of people in our community are asking one common question. Where is Jesus? Now you think of all the needs that existed in the world of Jesus' day. Sick people on every street corner. They didn't have an emergency room to go to. There were no doctor's offices to go to. So they were piled up on pallets and begging with cups on the side of the road. Demon-possessed people. Uh, demons terrorizing lives and families. Uh, and it wasn't true only among the Jews. As you can see, it was also true among these Greeks. Because as they watched this thing that was happening, as should always be true, let me just tell you about your church. Things should be happening in your church that are affecting people outside the church that don't, don't go to church so that people can see what's happening in your life and in your church so they can say, we would also like to experience that in our lives. That's essentially what was going on here. These Greeks came asking, where is Jesus? We would see Jesus. We have sadness. We have sickness. We have sorrow. We have troubles and needs all our own. We see something in him that might help us. Where is Jesus? Would you take us to him? Would you introduce us to him? Might he also touch us? Because we have come to believe that Jesus is the answer to our needs and to our problems. Where is Jesus? So is that the question on your heart tonight as you sit in this church? Is that your primary question? That's the first thing that we need to ask. And so maybe somebody's listening at home. Maybe the crisis events that swirl around you leave you disillusioned and dismayed and heartless and heartbroken, anxious and afraid. And you're here tonight in this service asking, where is Jesus? And so we find these people, essentially, we could call them pagans because that's what they were. They were idol worshipers or they worshiped Greek gods. And so they were asking this question because they felt their need of him. But the question is, do you? Is that the question in your heart as you sit in this service tonight? Have you come here asking, where is Jesus? Have you come here seeking him, desperate for him because of some need in your own life? We think of these people seeking Jesus and, and we consider that they sought him for the pressing needs of the moment. Maybe they were hungry. Maybe they were sick. Maybe they were broken. That's where I find people. I find them broken. I use that word a lot because I'm acquainted with brokenness. Aren't you? Most of us are. Most of us have had some breaking moment in our lives or, or more than one. So the second thing I would have to say to you tonight is broken people can still search 
for Jesus. That's the good news. There were broken people among the Jews. There were broken people among the Gentiles. There are broken people all across our community. People don't have to have labels to be broken. As a human race, we are just broken people. The Bible tells us that Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. He knew brokenness. He was not broken by sin the way we are, but he was broken for our sin. And it was this very moment when these Greeks came asking, where is Jesus? Sirs, we would see Jesus that made Jesus realize his mission was just about complete because Jews and Gentiles were seeking Jesus. The Pharisees had already concluded the whole world is going after him. And of course they hated him and they didn't know that killing him would result, hanging him on the cross would result in his lifting up. And Jesus said, Ah, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Today, uh, we live in a society where people have all kinds of selfish desires. And it's not just people outside the church. Also, it's people inside the church. Our desires need to be satisfied. Stand out of the way if you stand between me and my desires or my passions and my lust. People will run over you today. You know that. But we have no needs. People have all kinds of wants. They have all kinds of desires, but they have no needs. And if they do have needs, the government will give them a little stimulus to help tide them over or a shot to help protect them from disease or a card that will give them a passport from go that will help them go from place to place. And if it's not them, otherwise, there are people whose portfolio is large enough to keep them comfortable, and they have no, no needs. Nobody needs Jesus. That's the world that we live in today. And then along comes COVID. And suddenly our world begins to crumble. Our hopes, our dreams, our families, our own health. I don't know what it was that brought these Greeks to Jesus. The Bible doesn't tell us. Maybe it was the teaching of Jesus. Maybe it was the miracles of Jesus. Maybe it was the working of the Holy Spirit. But I have a feeling it was a deep sense of need. It was emptiness. It was helplessness. Sirs, we would see Jesus. Does he have time for us? Will he speak with us? Will he help us? And Jesus knew that this was a turning point in the history of his mission and ministry. Their question, their sense of needs, and the events that followed would be the thing that would propel him to the cross. Why? Because without going to the cross, he was not the answer. He couldn't be. But by going to the cross, Jesus would become the answer for the sin of the world. He said again, and I... If I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. I will draw men in their sins. I will draw men in their sickness. I will draw men in their sorrow. And the world will begin to ask, Where is Jesus? Sirs, we would see Jesus. Is that the sense of need that you have in your own life? And so I suggest to you that when we begin to ask that question, that is the moment the Son of God can be glorified in our lives. He can meet the deepest need, soothe the deepest sorrow, and mend the deepest brokenness. 
Is that where you are tonight? Have you come to church tonight with a sense of need for Jesus? I just need Jesus. I love that song that Fernando Ortega sings. Just give me Jesus. In the morning when I rise, just give me Jesus. And on that day when I come to die, just give me Jesus. This week, I was a little discouraged. I found out that when you turn 65, that's one of those life stage birthdays. So, where's Harriet? Get ready for it. It's coming. It's a life stage. It's, it's a life stage it's a life stage birthday, and it caused me to ponder and think deeply about my life mission, my future, and about me. Maybe you got a birthday like that coming up. You know what, 40's that birthday? Babs hadn't turned 40 yet. She doesn't know. 40's that birthday, and then 50's that birthday. 60 didn't bother me a bit, but 65? I said, 65, how in the world? Did I get here? Maybe some of you know the feeling. Some of you are 90. You know the feeling. How did you get here? How do you get there? And you know, one of the things I've also found out about my life is some of the greatest moments in my life journey have been moments of despair when I've gone looking for Jesus. It wasn't good at the moment, but it turned out to be good. And I did that this week. On Thursday, I let Phyllis go home a little early. I needed her to go home a little early. I said, you can go home a little early. And I gave her an excuse. She was ready. So she went home about 3 o'clock. I shut the door in my office. And I took out a pencil and a piece of paper, a pen and a piece of paper. I find that sometimes... Uh, and I keep all that stuff that I write down, by the way. By the way, I started doing that when I was at Agricola. And uh, it's been beneficial for me. And I began with this one question. Where is Jesus? I thought about families in our church that are asking that same question. And I ask it over and over and over. Frustrated, discouraged. One of those life stage moments when I just needed to sit down and stop and ask that question. So I asked question after question for about 15 minutes. And at the end of my questions, I had my answer. And so I want to read you my conversation with the Lord. And here it is word for word in the answer he gave me. And what I want you to see is it worked out to be a poem. Sort of the first line is going to be on the screen of, of every one of these questions. And I didn't intend for it to be that way when it started. But I want you to listen to my questions and as I ask them, see if the Lord answers any of your own. Where is Jesus in my journey as I broken onward go? Where his presence in my trial as I weary wonder so? Will he leave me should I falter and so fail to do his will? Will he seek me in the shadows? Will his love surround me still? Where is Jesus in my darkness when I cannot see the light? Where his guidance in those moments when I walk the lonely night? Will he shine his light before me? Will he let me see the way? Will his goodness and his mercy still pursue me day by day? Where is Jesus in my sadness when surrounded by the gloom? 
Where is Jesus in my sorrow as I stand outside the tomb? As he raised the hopeless Lazarus, will he raise up hope in me? By his resurrection power, speak his word and set me free. Where is Jesus in this moment when there seems to be no way? Where his blessed consolation as I bow my head and pray? Hear his whisper in the stillness. Let it calm the weary heart. I am with you in your journey. Take my hand and trust my heart. That's what the Lord whispered to me as I wrote down that list of questions without even trying to make it into anything. The Lord is with us in our journey. But sometimes I submit to you, we have to ask the question, where is Jesus? And when we ask it, it's in those moments that he comes to us and says, now, let me help fulfill the mission of your life. Let me finish my ministry in your life. So if you've come here tonight looking for Jesus, I pray that you might find him also looking for you. Let's pray.